Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator, Kyle Kedzik, for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. to popcorn for dinner this is jeff and kelly baseball movie month comes to a close this week and um considering the uh incident of last week the (laughs) sort of uh unintentional like meltdown of of baseball movies and my reactions to them (laughs) this this week is uh i sort of described it as like the perfect antidote Mm-hmm. to field of dreams for me because <laughs> jesus christ man I, I i i could do another fucking episode how much i didn't like field of dreams and so considering our our earlier uh like plans for the this month mm-hmm. originally had field of dreams as the last movie like we sort yes. of mentioned it is definitely great that it was not yeah so that baseball movie month did not end on such a negative note yeah <laughs> But it's even better than that because it's like if it had ended on something like Eight Men Out or Bad News Bears, it would have just been like, all right, okay, yeah, exactly. And this week's movie was like, I I definitely had not seen it probably since maybe in the like year after it came out. I definitely didn't go to the theater, but looking into it. No, we saw this in theaters. I do not believe we did that. Mm, I believe almost one hundred percent. We didn't. Okay, because I I could have sworn we saw this and draft day in theaters. No. Okay. Well. <laughs> fine. But the movie this week to end off baseball movie month is the two thousand eleven American biographical sports drama film Moneyball. Oh my god, what a fucking movie! It's, I oh. I can't even like bury the lead and not get into just how absolutely amazing <laughs> this movie is in practically every fashion. Yeah. It might be carried by how fucking phenomenal Brad Pitt is. And Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill is great, but man, oh, like Brad Pitt I, I, underst- I understand why Jonah Hill got like a nomination, especially sort of in the like uh, in the face of like what he had been known for up until then, mm-hmm. you know, where it was just like, oh, yeah, the goofy, <laughs> foul mouth yeah. fat kid. Yeah. And so in this case, it was just like, oh, oh, my God. Look at that. He can, he can act. <laughs> yeah. And he can, he can, it's not just that he can act, but he can like understatedly act. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, he, he doesn't have to be big and brash and whatever yeah. to play a good part. Cause it's like, you know, like uh, Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> just a few yeah. years later, <laughs> you know, he's wonderful in that and he's not playing a like classic Jonah Hill character, mm-hmm. but he still he's loud and he's sort of obnoxious <laughs> and he's got that vibe to him where you're like, oh, yeah, OK. Yeah. 
But in this case, he is such, like he he's a little bit more like his tiny role in Forty uh, Year Old Virgin. If you remember that when he co- he goes mm-hmm. into to Catherine Keener's buy it on eBay store and he's holding up the the boots that have oh. the goldfish in them and everything and he's just like I just want to buy them from you right now. She's like, well, no, you have to buy it on eBay. He's like, but I'm here and I want to buy them right now. <laughs> like you know, he's totally like chill and kind of shy and more mm-hmm. aloof mm-hmm. you know and it it just it works wonders for yeah. this character um but fucking brad pitt as billy bean is mm. he's he's too good he's so fucking good <laughs> it's unfair it really is like it's one of those roles and movies that like you could sit and look and maybe make a list of like a couple other people who could like probably be pretty good in that role mm-hmm. or whatever and you know, a movie that would still be pretty good. Like it's there's a lot of it that isn't just based on Brad Pitt that yeah. makes it really good. <laughs> but the fact that he is so perfect, yeah, is just like, well, that's that's the I want to <laughs> almost was gonna say like nail in the coffin, but that's normally <laughs> in a bad sense. Yeah, he's just that final piece that just the, pulls the everything together exactly. Where it's just like, oh my god, of course it had to be him. It mm-hmm. had to. The movie, if people don't know is a true story mm-hmm. uh for all intents and purposes yeah obviously there's a lot of stuff that they're gonna not include or mash together or whatever to make it into a movie yeah but it's about the 2002 oakland athletics team mm-hmm. that you know no money no stars essentially yeah and they have to use the saber metrics money ball system mm-hmm. to find the the diamonds in the rough players who are more valuable than old timey baseball thinks they are yeah um which is kind of my favorite part of the whole movie is Mm -hmm. the fact that it's sort of a a kick in the dick to that old boys mentality you know like that opening scene of billy bean and the scouts all talking about Mm. well i mean i know it's not the opening scene because there's the them losing and And him tossing the radio and then getting out and instead of grabbing it he just stomps on it it. Which is fantastic. But like the first sort of big scene, the first really memorable scene, like as soon as it popped up, I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. OK. Hadn't watched it in years. But as soon as it started, I was like, oh, right. Where he just goes off essentially on his mm-hmm. scouts. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? I wrote down how much I loved it and how much just how bullshit those old <laughs> dudes things were. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, he passes the eye candy test mm-hmm. and talking about how, oh, he's got an ugly girlfriend. That means yeah. he's got low confidence. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? fuck are these idiots talking about yeah like nonsense so stupid and apparently that was like a real sort of quote from someone but it wasn't uh confidence that they nicked the guy on for that but they were like ugly girlfriend therefore bad eyesight or something but it was like legitimately a thing that they were holding against people like what yeah and it's like what if he doesn't care yeah really it's like oh or love i don't know yeah what what the fuck is this all about like it the the movie did a great job of painting those people as like stuck in their ways and stupid as (laughs) i sort of feel Mm -hmm. so much of baseball is (laughs) so i loved that that was like you know the the gist of the whole movie about mm-hmm. how it's like shaking it up changing things doing things in a new way that 
everyone else is ignoring because mm-hmm. they're so yeah stuck in their fucking yeah, ways that's not how it's done exactly and that's mm-hmm. like that's a mentality that i can never fucking like sanction <laughs> i can never be behind that yeah of like oh but that's that's the way that it's done so you have to do it that way yeah like, what what the fu- how how would anything ever progress mm-hmm. if that was the mindset yeah. in everything? It's like no, but you can't do it that way because you don't do it that way. Like yeah. what? That's not an argument. I mean, there might be like one or two things that you know. Maybe I'm thinking like scientists. Like there's probably certain things that like no, you do it this way, otherwise it explodes <laughs> and everyone dies. Or like paragliding. Yeah. It's like you know what? I don't really feel like I need to use these harnesses. Like yeah. no, you know what? That's the way it's done. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of things that are so wide open-ended and, mm-hmm. and you know, subjective, yeah. it's like, this is not how it's done. It's like, unless you're talking about like, you know, I went and scouted the wrong sport. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so I was checking out the basketball players and I think he would be a great first baseman. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Maybe like, that would be weird. Yeah, like football. Okay, if you're looking at the quarterback, see if maybe he can go as a pitcher. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. that's that's a gray line that can sort be smudged of. a little. Yeah. Yeah. But I loved that opening scene. I loved the fact that that Billy Bean is like immediately displeased with all of this, mm-hmm. you know, and and I, you know, it, obviously there was a book mm-hmm. that I have not read. <laughs> I've had many years to read it, never read it. I mean, it's not like I own it and it's sitting there looking at me, but yeah. <laughs> like I've just never really gotten around to it. Um, but yeah, it's them, them, uh, him and. Peter Brand, which is Jonah Hill's character, mm-hmm. uh, which is sort of like the first, at least, you know, I mean, I don't know that much. I did a little bit of research to find, you know, sort of differences between how the real world shit happened versus how the movie portrays it happening or the book or whatever. And Peter Brand doesn't exist. That's not a real person. It was mm. uh, Paul De Podesta was the actual guy who brought this to the attention of Billy Bean and got hired at the athletics and they okay. put it all together. But over the course of them like developing the movie apparently he looked at it and was just like yeah this really isn't me anymore Mm -hmm. and he also apparently got a lot of negative attention from the book itself oh where people like didn't like him because of because because he brought this to baseball to mess with baseball exactly so he was like i don't fucking want to go through that again yeah with a big movie now too so all these other people are gonna hate me yeah so he was like yeah you know what just don't use my name or specific likeness or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Peter Brand is like a sort of an amalgamation of uh, scouts that Billy Bean worked with and this guy, De Podesta. Okay. Sort of immediately, like, when when it comes to these kinds of movies where it's like a very specific, like, true story sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of always on the lookout for, like, the strings and, you know, <laughs> how how they're making it into a movie versus how things would probably happen in real life you know yeah. it's like i'm always kind of on the lookout for a scene that feels really movie and not you know like well, that, i don't think and right off the bat as much as i loved it that scene where he goes to cleveland where billy bean goes to cleveland to mm-hmm. sit in the other gm's office and talk face to face about trades yeah that then the cleveland gm just doesn't want to do yeah i was like why would they ever do that why would they ever fly him all the way out there to be like <laughs> you know what nah it's like you couldn't have fucking called me and said you yeah. didn't want to give these guys up like every other time he just calls yeah exactly but of course he has to be there so he can see peter mm-hmm. giving them advice and he can get clued into what peter was doing in order to snag him away mm-hmm. to make him his assistant gm 
So like that was the one that I really noticed right off the bat. I was like, that's there's no way that's how that went down at yeah. all. There's it's no a, way he it's was. It's a great scene. Mm-hmm. But and wonderful, just like all those looks that Brad Pitt keeps shooting over to Jonah Hill in the corner because it's mm-hmm. like he tells the big guy, and then the big guy walks over and tells the GM, and then the GM tells him, "Yeah, no, we're gonna hold on to that guy." And he's just like, "What in who the fuck is this guy?" Mm-hmm. And that next scene was one of my favorites when he interrogates <laughs> him. Essentially, he like tracks him down to his cubicle, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Who are you? Yeah, who, whose nephew are you? Like, well, yeah. how did you get here? What is the deal?" And just like. Uh, I don't remember exactly how that scene ends, but he sees he kind of like they go to the parking garage. Oh, that's right. He like because he, he doesn't want to talk yeah, about yeah. his theories and that mm-hmm. around everyone else because it pisses off all the old baseball farts. I get that was something that I didn't quite get, and I'm assuming it has something to do with the fact that that whole scene in the office with the other GM was put in for the movie. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, but like. The fact that he that like he tells the GM essentially like which of these players he thinks is like good and that they should hold on to. Mm -hmm. And the GM listens to him like pretty definitively. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, what did did Peter say about that? Okay, no, no, no. We're not going to hold on. We're we're holding on to that guy. Mm -hmm. Um, So the idea that he has to talk about this system to Billy Bean like outside of the office Mm -hmm. is like, but wait, don't. Don't they know what he's doing and why they trust his analytics? Like, aren't they doing this right now? Like, why would they let him get stolen away by the athletics if they were using his system and needed him in order to do it? So it seemed kind of off at the the very top where it was like, wait, they don't know what they have in Peter, but they know what they have because they listen to him. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure exactly what the deal was there. And again, maybe maybe they were like on the fence about the system and then Mm -hmm. billy bean made an offer and that was enough for them to be like yeah sure we'll just keep doing it the way we've been doing it Mm -hmm. i guess because that was something like i I loved the fact that he just calls him and he's just like (laughs) i just bought you from the cleveland indians get on a flight no the best is what leads up to that because billy bean is hounding him over whether or not he would have taken yes. it in the first round. Yeah, he wanted the truth. Yeah. And he's just like, I would have taken you in the ninth round. No signing bonus, anything. And he's like, yep, you're a real scout. Like, yeah. you know what you're doing because you've looked at yeah. fucking what I became, which was something that I had absolutely forgotten about this movie. When it went Me into too. the flashbacks of Billy Bean as a kid getting drafted and all mm-hmm. that shit, I was like, oh my God, that's right. Yeah. Totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. But I loved how it, played into the story and it was just you know like by the end of it where it was like him him uh or not not necessarily the end but sort of that middle scene when he argues with his like head scout and everything Mm -hmm. and he's like what so you think because people were wrong about you that scouts suck yeah and i was like i mean i kind of (laughs) would i'd be a little like pissed off if everyone told me i would be amazing and then it's like oh well we were totally wrong yeah sorry yeah and it's like well i mean you could have gone to stanford yeah is mm. little I mean like I guess you know you you still have to put a little bit of the the like impetus on Billy Bean himself but also he mm-hmm. was like 18. Yeah. It's like that's a ridiculous thing to be like, "Oh, by the way, we're absolutely going to draft you in the first round and you're going to come and play for the New York Mets." Mm-hmm. Um but if we're wrong about you, you'll eventually just flame out and there goes 
whatever you thought, whatever other thing you thought about doing for your life yep. <laughs> just because we were wrong. Yeah. And I was like, I'm kind of going to agree with Billy Bean on this one. <laughs> like if there's a new way to scout people that will not uh, do that as much, because obviously there's always probably like it's hard to, yeah. you know, be like, oh, no. Yeah. Everyone in the first round got an awesome first round talent player. Every mm. team picked a great yeah. player for every pick. <laughs> like that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, but it's like you can understand where he's coming from with that and why he would be so open to something yeah. new where it's like, so the old fucking style screwed me. Yeah. Uh, let's try something else. Yeah. Maybe. I and don't know. this guy knows a way to do it cheap. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's obviously the main point of it. Yeah. It's like, hey, we can find people that other teams have given up on that they shouldn't have mm -hmm. and uh, figure that shit out. Like his yeah. his <laughs> I I absolutely love every single meeting that they have with the scouts throughout the movie, but especially the first one when Peter's there and yes. he's just like, he's, uh, he's sitting off in the corner. He hasn't even like said anything mm -hmm. and fucking Brad Pitt just like snaps and points at him. And he's like, me, me. Like, yeah. When I point at you, that means talk. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and, uh, and just like constantly hammering home the like getting on base, getting on base because yeah. they, what, Get yeah. on base. <laughs> like, he is so, so good. And that script is so fucking good. Like, I don't know how much maybe was, you know, Brad Pitt and uh, and Jonah Hill, like, messing around a little bit mm -hmm. at all. But, like, holy shit. It definitely looked like they were having fun together. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was just so, so, so much fun. That, like, first, uh, Jonah Hill's first day at the office mm -hmm. and they're going over the like player breakdowns or whatever <laughs> that that billy asked him to do yeah he asked him to do like five Th three. three i wrote it down uh i asked you to do three how many did you do 47 yeah, and then actually, actually 51 i don't know why i lied just then <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like that's something that i i can almost feel like maybe was a real detail from the real story mm-hmm uh, but it almost feels like it was just a really fucking great script. Yeah. It was just like, how how do you make this guy like both like a super overachiever, like awesome at his job, mm -hmm. yet also convey the fact that he is not completely comfortable? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, he lied about how many he did for no reason. Yeah. And it was like an, a completely uh, like pointless number to lie about. It's not mm -hmm. even like it was like, I did 30. No, actually, I did 60. It was like, you're, it was yeah. a difference of four. <laughs> and he decided to lie about it because he's just nervous about it. Like, yeah. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> um, and that whole, like, I, I don't quite have, like, specifics from the scenes written down throughout this. Like, I didn't take that many notes because I was just so fucking into it again. Like, <laughs> yeah. watching it again was so great. I did make a note as soon as fucking... Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman showed up. Yes. I knew I like, knew he was in it. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh him and Chris Pratt were two of the big ones where mm -hmm. it was like, I know you're in this movie. I'm just waiting for you to show up. And yeah, as soon yeah. as they do, you're like, yes. Thank oh, you. they're so good. Yeah. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. I fucking miss him. I wish mm -hmm. he was still around. I would love to see what kind of antics he was getting into now. Seriously. <laughs> He's so good all the time. Like the fact that the fact that he can play so many different things and him mm -hmm. playing this 
ball manager is is exactly Perfect. yeah but it's like it is exactly as convincing as when he played like the crazy cult leader in the master or you know every fucking role that he's in Dusty he just becomes a, yeah <laughs> i mean really like he, he's he's such a goofball in <laughs> that and you and you fucking believe it 100 percent. there's oh, nothing yeah. false about that performance but at the same time Obviously, many years later, mm -hmm. but at the same time, he plays a, a crusty old yeah. <laughs> MLB manager and you 1000% believe it. As oh, well. absolutely. Like that was one of my notes was like, especially with him, like specifically having like shaved head. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, just that. his look. It was like, you look like a ball manager. Absolutely. And especially like the the like uh not art department but like the wardrobe <laughs> and everything like the mm -hmm. stuff that they put him in the like striped polo shirt tucked into jeans with his mm -hmm. belly and everything he yeah. looked he was so that guy oh yeah it's so good mm -hmm. chris pratt obviously at this point he was a i mean he was a couple years into parks and rec so it's like mm -hmm. he was a guy who was known mm -hmm. at least a little bit yeah he wasn't a marvel guy yet but he was you know out there mm-hmm and so seeing him, you know, it's not, I mean, obviously he's not as dumb as some of the characters that he would play, yeah. but he just, he still has that like, aw shucks kind of guy mm -hmm. to him where he's just like, oh, uh, okay. Uh, you know, he, he, he's not cocky or mean or anything like that. Mm -hmm. He just has that like lovable puppy dog yeah. kind of thing. It's just like, like, oh, look at him. You're a little naive, but yeah. you're sweet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The, the one dude that I had absolutely, like, if, if, if you had given me a thing of, like, which of these people are in Moneyball? And he gave me a list of three people, and Spike Jones was one of them. I would not have picked Spike Jones <laughs> playing uh, playing uh, Robin Wright's new husband mm -hmm. and everything. I was like, oh, my God, it's Spike Jones. Like, he's not really an actor in that much stuff. Like, yeah. more so director. Mm -hmm. Or uh, he's on Jackass sometimes, <laughs> hanging with those guys. <laughs> That's right. So every That's time right. Spike Jones pops up in something, I'm just like, yes. Thank you. He was he was one of the guys that was like, he looks familiar, but then I completely forgot to look it up. Yeah. Well, he just has that, like, one scene. So it's yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. I loved the fucking energy of like the ball club once Billy like is so fully in on this shit where he mm -hmm. just does not take crap from anyone anymore about it. Yeah. And it's just like, we're just doing it. And if you're not on board, you're not fucking on board. Yeah. I loved that. I loved the scene when that, when the main scout finally like talks back to him about it and gives mm -hmm. him a bunch of shit. And then he's, I forget exactly what he says. He's like, I'm not going to fire you. And he goes, fuck yourself, Billy. He's like, now I will. And mm -hmm. then he just walks to his scouting room and he's just like, do you have any experience? The guy's like, uh, kind of. He's like, you're, you're my new head scout. Yeah. Like just <laughs> fucking give it to whoever because I just need people who are in on this. Yeah. So uh, that was, I love all of that kind of shit. When he told Billy to go fuck himself, uh -huh. that was the second fuck of a PG-13 movie. Yeah, I noticed that too. And I was like, well, they always bend the rules a little bit, especially when there's like absolutely no violence yeah. or sex or, or anything drugs. else. Yeah, exactly. It's like there's, like there's really... mention of alcohol. Yeah. I don't think there really is any. <laughs> That's in the about movie. it. They talk Except they talk maybe, about No, Brad Pitt does drink a little bit. But Yeah, I was going to say they talk about Jeremy Giambi. 
mm-hmm. like doing drugs and whatever, but that's they just talk about it. Yeah. It's not even like shown or anything. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they were given a lot more leniency with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what was the first one? Oh, yeah. It's Brad Pitt saying, what the fuck are we even talking about at that first meeting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like as much as I was totally on board with it, and obviously because you're seeing it from the perspective of the two guys who like, you know, fashioned it and put it together and are like, oh, man, this is mm-hmm. this is how we're going to do it. Seeing the, the scouts get there, or at least that one guy who's like, fuck it, we've been doing this forever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, get out of Who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you really going to do? You're going to put together an equally mediocre ball club with your scouting ways than, than this one might be, too. Like, yeah. really, at the end of the day, yeah. that's what it's going to come down to because you're not going to fucking, you're not going to be able to get any big players because you can't afford it. So you're just going to get the same fucking mediocre guys. Like, at least let Billy put a mediocre team together that might work. Yeah. Instead of your just random ass, like, oh, that guy, that guy, that guy pops. Yeah. He hits the ball. You hear that all around the stadium, which I kind of liked that there was sort of a callback to that at the end of the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was about a guy that they weren't ta- that they didn't wind up on the team because yeah. it was their scouting instead of Hatterberg. Yeah. But of all of that, like as much as I loved his like sticking it to everyone, we're doing it my way thing. I I could not help but feel terrible for Art for for Philip Seymour Hoffman's character because like when it because when, yeah. when his like first thing is like I'm on a one year contract that sucks. Yeah, you know it's like whatever happens this year is you know that's going to determine if I'm getting another job after this and i loved his comment to him after he gives him he gives him the roster you know mm-hmm. built the way that they are trying to build it but he keeps playing the wrong first baseman according to their system yeah and he's just like billy i am coaching this team as a like job interview for next year yeah, in a so way that i can, I can defend it yeah, at a in job a way interview. that i can explain yeah so it's like i was i totally understood it and i think mm-hmm. having philip seymour hoffman made it even more like you know like you could definitely feel for him because he's just like he's so like he he's he's not he's angry sometimes but he doesn't seem you know completely irrational about it or just like (laughs) oh go fuck yourself or anything like that he's just like billy what the fuck am i supposed to do i have to play a team that looks good and can play baseball and this Mm -hmm. guy can't play the position you want him to play yeah and he's just like i don't give a shit (laughs) just put him in (laughs) um and, you know, they they put this big old money ball team together with all these guys that are, you know, cast offs from other teams. Nobody's mm-hmm. particularly confident in them. Yeah. And they do the the opening day. And as that whole sequence was starting, I was like, all right, opening day, disaster or triumph? And then it was, <laughs> next note is just disaster, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, no way it could have been anything else. Like, there's no way this story is that money ball, you know, uh, gets them to like the best record immediately in the world. Like, you know, it, there's yeah. just no way that's how it's going to happen. Yeah. And that's one of those things I kind of like about the fact that it's like a historical movie is mm-hmm. that like, you know, these sorts of things, or at least you know that they're probably right. Yeah. Like I'm going to assume I didn't look into their season to see if they lost the first game, but I'm assuming they did. Like yeah. there's, there's nothing online about like Moneyball got the whole season wrong. Like, yeah. no. Like All of that actually, shit happened. They won three off the bat. Like, yeah, no, it's like no. you you know that you know that that's right. So as you're watching it, you're just like, of course, it has to be a disaster right off the top, so mm-hmm. that people you know because then people aren't gonna buy into it. Yeah, and they're gonna say that it's a failure immediately, and they just have to persevere. Yeah, and that's I mean that's sort of, that's basically just the drive of the whole movie is that it's like everyone is like, guys, it's not working, and they're just like, Hang let on. it work. Yeah. Just give it some. There's the sample size isn't there yet to see if it's actually a failure or not. Mm-hmm. 
And then Billy Bean takes dramatic action. Yeah, I mean, you talking about going into the clubhouse and oh. beating up the the, the sound system <laughs> I, and everything? No, I mentally skipped over that, unfortunately, because that was a great scene. Yeah, that was one of my favorites, and uh, and I liked. I there was an arc to this movie that I I had completely kind of forgotten about, and I and I realized how much I enjoyed it as we were watching it again. But that arc of Billy Bean going from being the kind of GM who doesn't fraternize or talk with his players at all mm-hmm. because he's like, oh, I got to be able to just fucking cut him or send him and, you know, send him down or trade him or whatever. And yeah. I can't get involved to the point where, you know, by the end of the movie, he's, you know, in the clubhouse and he's talking to all the guys and he's like specifically one on one. Like, this is what you got to be doing and this mm-hmm. is how you do it and everything. It felt a little silly to me by the end of it where it was like, OK, I get that he wasn't the kind of guy to go in and talk to these guys anyway like his vibe was keep a keep a distance Mm -hmm. but once it got to the point where it was like this needs to start working like you know when it gets to that end montage and it keeps showing him like teaching the guys and teaching them and showing them what to do and it's like why weren't you doing this the whole time like why were you letting them go out and play the game not playing it the way they're supposed to be playing it based on your theories Mm -hmm. like why did you even let that go on for so long (laughs) like why were you just waiting for it to fall into place and then eventually you're like oh maybe i should coach them through this (laughs) so that everyone is on board with this idea like it doesn't seem like the kind of idea that you could really work like behind the scenes completely yeah like i secretly put together a team of nobodies and they will go out there and they will win games like you gotta (laughs) yeah it's not like jonah hill could go out there and help chris pratt be a better first baseman (laughs) yeah and i mean how many of those guys are actually gonna listen to him yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they'll listen to Billy. He's a former player, mm-hmm. but they're not going to fucking listen to yeah. Jonah Hill. They're going to be like, what the fuck is this kid? What are yeah. you talking about? Why would he be telling me what to do? That was a scene I really liked when he talks with David Justice mm-hmm. and he just like levels with him about it. Like, come on, man. Yeah. You know, I know we got you just you got to be a guy for these guys. Like, you got to be the veteran guy who is on board with this and not just be like, I'm better than whatever mm-hmm. you're trying to do. I'm just going to go and do my thing. Like, yeah. come on. If you go in, everyone will go in. Yeah. So you have to, man. Come on. I really like that scene. That, that was a nice, a nice scene. Something really funny that uh, I absolutely had no idea about. Uh, what's his name here? Stephen Bishop is the guy who plays David Justice. Okay. He was an actual ball player. Okay. And he played on like a minor league team in the system for the team that David Justice was on. Okay. And people called him like mini justice because of how much he looked like him and swung like him and all that. So in terms of the movie, it was like, oh yeah, let's get him. He's Perfect. you know, he's a few years younger, so he'll play the two thousand two version of David Justice, you know? So that that was pretty cool. Like but... he's really the best you could ever get to portray him yeah because he also you know he played ball but he went into acting so it's like oh it's the fucking perfect marriage of all of this awesome this is the best ever so he was really great in it i mean all really all the baseball players felt pretty damn naturalistic yeah like obviously i don't know that much about any of the real guys Mm -hmm. but it's like i know i've seen that picture with the crazy uh the crazy arm wind up before yeah and i was like that is fucking nuts like i don't i don't think it was him that <laughs> yeah. was portraying him. Yeah, I don't think because uh, in here I'm looking at the cast list and like nobody is like as themselves or anything like mm-hmm. that. But it's like, man, to have to learn to throw like that, 
to play this guy in oh the movie. God. Right. Like, I hope his arm is okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his ankles. Like, that looks like he could have very easily, like, rolled his ankle on the mound. Yeah. It, it's, it, it is a wild pitching motion. Mm-hmm. But it, it's also such a fucking great, perfect encapsulation of the problem with the old school scouting mm-hmm. and the beauty of the Moneyball system. Yeah. Where it's like, this guy throws like a fucking weirdo. And it's like, but look at look at his stats though. Like he's yeah. fine. He's a perfectly adequate. Be- like why are you tossing him away? Yeah. It's like because he, he he throws weird. Yeah. And so it's like, well then fucking give him here. Like yeah. it's it's it, I I loved that. Like using him specifically as a like beacon of like this is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like idiots passing up perfectly adequate players. Yeah. Because they don't do things the right way. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he looks goofy, but does he fucking get strikeouts or whatever you want him to do? You know, does he? Mm-hmm. Does he? I forget. Was he a reliever? I think or something like that. Yeah, but it's he like, does he close out a game? Does it? Can he? Can he yeah. keep a win going? Whatever the fuck. Like, why would you care about the fucking arm? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Because that's not how it's done. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I know I love that scene when he goes into the clubhouse and beats the fucking sound system down. And he just asks him, like, is losing fun? Yeah. And then everyone's silent and he gives him, you know, what for and mm-hmm. <laughs> whips the bat and, you know, runs out of there and everything. But what were you talking about, Billy Bean, taking decisive action? Because that's immediately what I thought. Because <laughs> that was I was so great. It was like the game loses. He's walking down the hallway. He hears celebration coming from the locker room. And he's like, what the fuck? fuck yeah and he just goes in and gives him gives him hell so that that was what i thought when you said that what were you talking talking about uh shortly after that when he just goes on a rampage with the team roster oh yes (laughs) that's something that i would love to look into like better like i'm sure i'd have to probably read the book because it would be harder to kind of decipher just from looking at like transactions Mm -hmm. it's like i know that uh, I know that the trades all, weren't all done like on that sort of same day, like mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, I traded Pena and then I traded this guy. Oh, as great yeah. as that fucking scene was, or just Jeremy's gone too. What do you tell when he trades him <laughs> while he's in the office with Art, mm-hmm. uh, which is so funny? But it's like I know that those all didn't happen like on the same day, within like an hour of each other, the way that the movie shows it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, is that really the the fucking? like tactic he used to get his his team on the field yeah it was like oh are you you're really you're not gonna play Hatterberg at first base you're not gonna play Hatterberg then I'm gonna trade the other guy you're playing mm-hmm. play Hatterberg like that's amazing that is the fucking coolest like putting your foot down moment oh, yeah. ever of just like play the guy no play the guy no now he's the only guy you can play yeah Maybe you should have played him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, amazing. And his his trade sequences when he's on the phone and, and jumping back and forth with everyone at the trade deadline. Like, oh, I am so. The trade such, de- deadline one, that was good too. Yeah. Like, I, I completely understand. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> I, I wasn't as big a fan of draft day um, simply because it was yeah. like a little cheesy. But I do love those kinds of moments. The like wheeling and dealing, mm-hmm. making calls, putting people on hold, leveraging things against each other. Yeah. <laughs> so that whole sequence with Brad Pitt doing it, like I will take Brad Pitt doing that every day over Kevin Costner doing <laughs> from draft day. Good Lord. How many sports movies has Kevin Costner been in? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> but easily my favorite part of the whole the whole uh, uh, 
trading deadline sequence is when he calls i forget which team it is but he calls mm-hmm. and tells him that he's offering them someone and he's like why would you do that and he just says because i'm amazing <laughs> like, oh my god it's so fucking like his delivery of it is is so perfect and yeah. you can you can like you could assume that the guy on the other end of the line is like he's gotta be fucking me yeah but i can't tell how he's fucking me right now <laughs> so i think i need to just take this deal like you could you could mm-hmm. see how he worked all those deals like again yeah not sure if that's exactly how it happened mm-hmm. um but in terms of writing it into the movie and having brad pitt do it it was oh my god that was so good and, yeah. and uh jonah hill's little part where yes. yeah brad pitt's like oh tell him i'm on the phone <laughs> and then he's just telling jonah hill like everything that he needs to say and mm-hmm. then the slow like fist clench and then <laughs> yeah. like shake and bring it in like yeah, yeah. that was what i i, oh. I loved I, I wrote into the note specifically i was like uh jonah hill getting into it is so good like mm-hmm. when he's he's becomes that like partner mm-hmm. with billy bean because throughout most of it he's kind of the like even though he's teaching billy bean how to do the the money ball stuff you know like showing him like how yeah. how he would yeah. obtain and this and that and you know the best ways to counteract you know, uh, the batting averages, like, we'll replace Giambi with three guys whose batting averages add up to Giambi, like, mm-hmm. you know, all that. Like, even though he's teaching Bean, it really feels like he's, like, a student yeah. of him. And then at that point, it felt like they were partners in this. Like, oh, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was that was easily one of my favorite <laughs> scenes is that whole trading. Like, and the one, the one moment when, because uh, there's, like, two guys named Steve. Yeah. Like, the owner of the team and then the, the GM of the Indians or something. And he's, like, Steve's on the line. Like, which one? Like, why would it be the other one? Like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> like, just, like, there's so much going on right now. And there's the other segment of the movie, like, the other kind of side bit to it that, at first, I was like, I mean, I, I knew how this movie ended. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's I, I'm going to talk the hell about it in a little <laughs> bit. But it was like as soon as it was like, OK, here's Billy and here's his daughter. You know, she's flying in because, mm-hmm. you know, him and her mom aren't together anymore. So, you know, he's being doing the single dad thing. Mm-hmm. And she was wonderful, too. The daughter. Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought she was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, But like. Their whole little things, that, like their scenes were so perfectly like uh, saying emotional feels even too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't like they were like, oh, like crying to each other or anything big and, you know, really big and mm-hmm. dramatic. You know what I mean? But it was like so perfectly just like them being wonderful to each other you know what i mean it wasn't a case of like oh dad i don't like you or blah blah blah. you know what i mean it's like she wants to play guitar and he's totally gonna buy guitar for her and Mm -hmm. he wants her to play but she's kind of embarrassed but he's gonna make her do it you know what i mean it's super sweet yeah it's super sweet and they both play it so well the look on his face when she starts singing oh man is like heartwarming uh, everything it was just like oh my gosh he loves her Mm -hmm. and it's so sweet and And he's like astonished at her ability mm -hmm. like that though that side story almost feels superfluous throughout the rest of the movie like as good as it is you're almost like yeah but the fucking the game the 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 team the money Mm -hmm. ball like let's go what are we doing here Mm -hmm. so when it comes into play at the very end of the movie it's it's almost out of left field, but it, it nails it so bad. Yeah. Uh, but the the like big thing 
from this story. And I loved the fact that they made the like the regular season thing be the like climax of the movie. Yes. Because, you know, obviously, if you know anything about the story or the Oakland A's or whatever, (laughs) they do not win the World Series at the end of this season. Nope. So to have that be like the true like climax of the story mm-hmm. of like and then they're going to have a big old sequence of them playing in the what, the ALDS or whatever and mm-hmm. getting to that game 5 and then losing to the Twins and all the fact that that is just that one quick little thing mm-hmm. right at the end where it was like oh and by the way they didn't they yeah. didn't do it yeah but the fact that it was like they have this astonishing winning streak going and getting all Record the way setting. Yeah. All the way to 19 wins going in for the 20th. Uh, again, having seen it, I knew they were going to pull it <laughs> off. You know, I knew that they get to 20 and that it's like mm-hmm. a big, huge thing. Um, but like, God, that's, just- an, that's another moment that his daughter comes into play. Mm-hmm. Because Billy left the stadium during the twentieth game. Well, he never, he never well, goes. Right, and she's the one who tells him that he should. Yeah, and then that almost ruins it in his mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I I wrote a note later. I thought it was hysterical. Uh, it's just so hysterical at how superstitious a guy like Billy is, despite how much he is like rallying against. Mm-hmm. the like old school thinking of yeah. all the and, you know and, like trying to be more logical with the thinking instead of being so like baseball mm-hmm. lore kind of stuff of like a guy who plays like that will never be good oh a gm who goes and sees the game they'll always lose you know it's like how, how could you be that superstitious <laughs> while employing such like a logical framework to how you're doing it yeah but i, I kind of liked that about him mm-hmm. it was like he's clearly i mean he's obviously not perfect but yeah <laughs> in that sense or it's like there's a contradiction within him mm-hmm. it's like but it, it i like it and i like the fact that he goes back on it yeah. even like he's like oh my god i guess i gotta go yeah and then and he, he like, goes and he's like oh fuck. Of traffic. <laughs> yeah and then when he gets there and they start losing he's like oh fuck oh god did i wreck it <laughs> yeah so he goes back to the weight room Mm -hmm. and getting to that moment like that game-winning home run from Hatterberg like for one it's so amazing in terms of like you you couldn't write that because everyone would think it's fake Mm -hmm. you know like the fact that that is truly what happened yeah is what makes it that much better like you know if if this was a fictional story and that was what happened you'd be like of course Mm -hmm. because the guy who they never wanted to play (laughs) comes up to bat and he has the home run to win the game and it's like but that's what fucking happened yeah um and the the filmmaking of that moment the crack of the bat, the silence, that the Brad Pitt's head just snapping up, mm-hmm. like realizing, like, oh my god, yeah, they just did it. Yeah, it's so good, and I, I think that scene uh, probably benefited the most from the the way that they would cut in real footage from mm-hmm. games and stuff. Oh yeah, because that shot of Hatterberg hitting it, running off frame, and you see the pitcher on the mound watching the ball go and just being like, "No, fuck!" Yeah. <laughs> it's like that is real footage of yep. the guy on the mound realizing what has just happened. Yep. <laughs> just let the fucking game winning home run go. Like, that is so cool. But really, all of it, every time they cut to that footage, I was like... It was, like, seamless. It really was. But, I mean, yeah, that home run, Hatterberg's home run to to win that 20th game, 
uh, and it being like not exactly what Billy wants. Like he's obviously excited for it, but you know, mm-hmm. that whole thing with him and, and Peter talking about how it's like, none of it matters if we don't win the last game of the season. Yeah. And it's like, that's such a, such a great, like character thing for him, mm-hmm. but you do also feel bad for him. Yeah. Or it's like, you can't even enjoy this yeah. as amazing as it was. Like nobody would have expected this team to be the one to break the all-time record of like yeah. win streaks. I like vaguely remember it because at that time in my life I did watch baseball because mm-hmm. I was very excited about the White Sox winning, you know, three years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like vaguely remembered this from real life, and then watching it again is like, wow, that was actually a lot cooler than I thought it was when I was <laughs> that old. And it, and it explains why, like, I know people that had, like, Oakland A's stuff. Yeah, really. I mean, that's, that is, like, that's a story that, like, you know, it goes beyond just, like, fandom. Oh, yeah. She's like, holy shit, how the fuck did they pull yeah. this off? It's amazing. <laughs> like, as much as, you know, obviously uh, I'm not a huge, like, L.A. Kings fan. Mm-hmm. But when they won in 2012, when it was like they they squeaked into the playoffs, Mm. eighth seed, and then they just terrorized everyone on the way to winning the cup. And it was just like, holy fucking shit. Where did this come from? Yeah, like that sort of stuff is amazing. It Mm -hmm. really is. Like, I know in the movie they talk about, like, how could it possibly be, you know, hard to get romantic about baseball, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. But, like, really just any sport in general when it's, like, the ultimate underdog story. Yeah. It's like it's it's hard to not feel pretty like great about it and watching it happen. Like, oh my god, they're really doing it! Like nobody <laughs> thought they would do it, and they're doing it. Go, go, go! Yeah, go. it's it's super fucking cool. But like <laughs> this fucking movie, I honestly don't know if I've ever seen a movie that just fucking nails the ending like this one does mm-hmm. in in every single facet from the moment that Hatterberg hits that home run. Like, for one, it could be easy to play that scene too cheesy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and he hit the magical home run. But it's so just, like, grounded, and it's just like, oh, my God. Like, it's it's perfectly emotional without going over the top. Yeah. Um, And then they lose in the ALDS, and it's like, oh, God, what a bummer. Like, they technically got Moneyball to work. Yeah. But they didn't get to the final fucking thing. Like, oh, how mm-hmm. bittersweet that is. Uh, and then Billy getting the offer from the Red Sox, having the meeting with the owner of the Red Sox, being offered the most money AGM would have ever had at that point in history for of any sports. sport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that whole thing. Him talking with Peter when he gets back. Yeah. Uh, and that... I, the, the one thing that I had totally forgotten about, because it's like, I remembered that he goes to Boston. I, mm-hmm. I knew that he got that offer. Yeah. I knew he got some sort of like huge offer that I thought they kept secret. And then the very end in the text, they mm-hmm. show how much that he would have gotten. And I was like, oh, that's right. They do eventually say. Yeah. But I like that they never said it between any of the people. It's mm-hmm. like he slides the paper to Brad Pitt. He reads it. He slides the paper to Jonah Hill. He reads it. Yeah. But nobody says out loud the amount. You can kind of see a little bit when <laughs> Jonah Hill looks at it, but you can't really tell. Yeah. Um, it's like I, I knew about all of that. And then I knew about that phenomenal final scene of the movie with him driving and putting mm-hmm. in his daughter's mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her playing the song that technically didn't exist at that time. I did look into that. Oh, it didn't uh, exist yet. Yeah, it was. It's a movie. It's I forget the fucking artist. Like, I don't it, know. Was like it was like Lena. Yeah, Lania. yeah. It was like an Australian artist or something. But it was like 2008 is when that song came out. 
and uh, she apparently performed that song for her audition. And Bennett Miller was like, that was amazing. And I'm going to let you do that for the movie because <laughs> fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. And it works so perfectly and it's so wonderful. And I don't know whose idea it was for her to sing the You're Such a Loser, Dad. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure that's not from the song. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> I'm sure that was, you know, her character to Brad Pitt or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it's such a fucking beautiful moment there at the end. And, you know, th those were the moments that I totally remembered. And I was like, oh, that's right. This movie has a fantastic ending. But that the scene when Peter brings Billy to the film room mm -hmm. to show him the 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 big giant catcher guy, yeah, and his whole thing, I had one hundred percent forgotten about that. Me too. And that might be my favorite part of the ending about how perfect the analogy is to Billy himself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like he's you know he tries to run to second base and he falls and then the whole like oh everyone's laughing at him and he's like yeah but look at why yeah it's because he doesn't even understand that he cranked it 60 feet over the fence like yeah. he didn't even see that he hit that home run yeah like he was just concerned about getting on base yeah exactly and i was like oh. that moment i mean it looked pretty real Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a real highlight or if they made that for the movie to make such a perfect analogy to yeah. him or whatever. But uh, that that really was I was like, this movie fucking nails it really from Hatterberg's home run mm -hmm. to end credits is perfect, Absolutely. at least to me. Yeah. And I think that ends baseball movie month on the absolute best terms. You know what I mean? It's not even like a movie where it's like, yeah, it was really good. Mm -hmm. Ending was OK. Yeah. But it was really good. But it was like a movie that literally just keeps getting better. Mm -hmm. And then when it hits that final fucking push, that like end half an hour or so of that movie, I was just like, it's so fucking perfect. <laughs> it's so good. It really so is. So good. Did you notice how much stuff Billy Bean shoved in his mouth? Oh, yeah. Brad Pitt eats <laughs> in every movie all the time. He ate so much. And then he had the like chewing tobacco. Yeah, he had the dip. Like, uh. it's just like, it, if it wasn't peanuts, it was like candy or pretzels or yeah, yeah, yeah. a Twinkie. <laughs> like, yeah, just cramming it in his mouth. That was the greatest, too, because that was when he was like, that was, he told uh, he told Jonah Hill to go tell Pena that he got traded. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, he's like, what about Jambi? And he jams the whole Twinkie in his mouth. He's like, I'll tell him. Yeah. <laughs> goes out of the room. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's, oh, my I, God. It's, it's, somebody did some silly kind of like. Uh, Mashup? No, 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 no. It oh. wasn't a mashup. They, they did like a, a study. Oh. And saw that it was like movies where Brad Pitt consumes 200 or more calories on screen do better than <laughs> movies where he doesn't. You know, like, obviously, that's not why the movies do better. It's right. just a hilarious correlation. <laughs> like, for some reason. Like, they're not actually related. But yeah, this, but yeah. that's just how it seems to work out. <laughs> uh, and that is so funny to me. But it's like, it's true. He does it all the time. And. For some reason, it's not. I mean, I know exactly why it's not repellent. Is because it's Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it was fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman cramming his face full the whole movie, people would be like, "Could he stop for a moment? Yeah. Can he like put the like, spaghetti down?" <laughs> yeah. Uh. But it being Brad Pitt is just like, oh my god, it's so great. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that is gonna wrap it up for uh, for baseball movie month here on Popcorn for Dinner. Yeah. Uh, this is Jeff and Kelly. You are outside of your mind. Yeah.